Welcome back to... Soup de la Soup doesn't have the same ring, Patrick. It's Prem de la Prem, baby. <laughs> European Super League is no more. And it's funny the way fate intervenes because we were originally going to do a podcast last night and it would have hit meteorically different. I'm glad we, would we have struck an We would have struck an extremely different tone. Yeah, I'm just glad we didn't because we would have had to do another one today anyway. Exactly. Just, just go, go back on everything. And we'd probably be made to look like a fool. Oh, Except yeah. Except I all... do think we both would have said we didn't believe it was actually going to happen. So we would have been a little smarter. We have, we have bad takes, but I don't think they get wiped out in the space of 24 hours kind of takes. And right. what it's been an absolutely insane 48, 72 hours. What I'd probably best describe as the four phases of what the fuck, football is dead, back to what the fuck, and then football is saved. It, this entire saga mm-hmm. has been, it's, it's been a freak of the week. Right. Right. An encapsulated, a ca- encapsulatable freak of the week. And, uh, mm, we're not a stats podcast. You guys all know that if you're still here. We're a feels podcast. We won't give you the full recap, but all you need to know is that out of, as of this recording, Tuesday night, all six Premier League clubs have officially withdrawn from the European Super League, and it is dead on Arrival faster than Florentino Perez could recruit a real graphic designer to do their uh, withdrawal note, which was more or less opening up a Microsoft Word doc, not hitting save, screenshotting it, and posting it to the World Wide Web. It's just been an embarrassment, uh, <laughs> top to bottom. But it's been it's been absolutely drama. It's been um, a bit distracting uh, during the day. But like you said, I I, I can't remember like anything doing like a complete 360 in my life quite like this. No, I actually wanted to read up on how the Premier League got formed in 92 after Division 1 cuz there were those contrarians on social media which is like, well, actually, you know, like this has happened before. And I I'm curious how that went down, but I yeah, something as meteoric as this. And Patrick, maybe we start this way before we get into our breakdown of the different teams and how they reacted. Just scale of I was sad and I fully believed this to I never thought this was going to happen. I just enjoyed the ride. Where where did you sit on this? Um most most I I didn't really think it was going to happen. I thought it was posturing for um what's it called? Just like more basically more assurances based on <laughs> what's it called? What's what's the word like, I'm looking for? It's on the tip of my tongue. Money. It's gotta be, yeah, no, well, yeah, but yes, but I mean, in the way of placement into, or more guaranteed placement into Champions League for clubs like Arsenal and Tottenham, who don't necessarily deserve to be there. But <laughs> So what do we say about ninth place, lads? Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> sorting alphabetically in the bottom half of the table, uh, who gets, who gets, um, who gets the last Champions League spot. That's, that's what I think Kroenke was it's merit-based for. in a way. No, but I think I was, I was really concerned when, um, Mm-hmm. Perez kind of gave some sort of a, a interview uh, where he straight up said why. You know, I I thought it was going to be, I never thought it, they were going to be transparent about it. I thought it was going to be the this is it's really so we can have the best play and the best, and uh, you know, you know mm-hmm. we think this will be the highest level of competition. I, I thought the normal PR thing. He straight up said we don't like what we're doing right now is 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 a losing business model, so we need to change the model so that we these clubs that have the historic reputation, et cetera, uh, can make more money and be a stable 
making this much money. And then that will then feed uh, in some sort of a trickle down economics type of fashion mm-hmm. to all of the littler clubs as mm-hmm. they bought their players. And yeah, such. he really he really brought back the 80s. He, I mean, he just like just was a, like yeah. reciting trickle down economics. Yeah, it was dead on. He didn't he didn't leave anything left to, to the interpretation. And that's where I that's where I got a bit concerned because I was like, they don't they really don't care because there's no way you would just outright oh, no. say that. Like they oh, no. really didn't care. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. Patrick, yeah, and I, I don't I never think, quite um, went there. Did you? Yeah, I, 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 I did. I had two phases. I had two phases that was probably like the first what the fuck where I was fully on the Gary Neville, Jamie Carragher, like juice where I was mm-hmm. like, this is the worst thing that's ever happened to football. It's a disgrace. Like all of these things I still believe. But when you, when you got their raw reactions, it was like, they've been sitting on this for a while. Why wouldn't they do it? And of all the things like the, I, I'll take the Glazers for instance, cause it's the team I'm closest to. Of all the things they've done or not done and not given a shit about the consequences. Like they are they are diamond hands. They're the definition of diamond hands, Patrick. They <laughs> sit in the pocket when the rush is coming and they don't do anything. And that was the fear. It was like, what did these top teams have to lose? They could probably bulldoze everybody. So I actually I feared it for a minute. And that was kind of my knee-jerk reaction. Then I collected myself and I watched um Part of the, the Sky interview that happened, uh, I think it was like Monday night, they brought on Steve Parrish, the chairman of Crystal Palace, and he made this amazing point. He was like joking around and happy uh, to the point where he was like, guys, these teams, these top six teams have gotten so brazen that they've just massively, massively overplayed and revealed their hand. And now they've been found out like they they've they've broke they've lifted up the levy and let it all out there. Whereas what he said was what they were doing before were just little assurances along the way. Like you remember um, Project Big Picture, like that never really became mainstream news, right? It was always kind of like you had heard about it. You didn't know exactly what it was. Mm-hmm. Um, but this was such a brazen play that I don't think, I don't think they would have ever cared what fans protests. If it was all fan led, I don't think they would have ever cared. And quite frankly, from what I read, they, they knew it was going to happen. They knew fans would absolutely hate it. It was the way that other organizations came out again against it. UEFA, FIFA going beyond that to the government, the British government, because it's their, it's the crown jewel of English culture. The Premier League mm-hmm. is, I can't think of anything else. <laughs> So, you know, they came out in, in, in heavy protection of it. And then, the, of course, the coaches and players had an impact. So once I saw that stuff happening, cynical me says this is a sign of things to come. And I think you're probably on that line as well. But if I was a betting man yesterday, I would have said it was going to it was going to fall apart, but maybe not as spectacularly as this. No, I didn't think I thought this was going to be drawn out through the summer and and, you know, mm-hmm. with a, with a week or two to spare before the new season just as a way for, uh, I thought it was always going to be about Champions League capitulation. And maybe it's what it was about, because I think in this in this time, that new Champions League format also got approved. So mm-hmm. that's the Swiss model. Right, which, you know, interesting one. I'm not even sure I fully understand it yet. We'll have to report back on a different, different podcast about that, unless, James, mm-hmm. you know the ins and outs. But. Yeah, the, the the net that I understand is it gives 
teams, it's kind of broken into two league tables instead of eight groups. And you play more opposition, which gives big teams a chance to get themselves out of a hole if they play a couple bad games. Because I think what they were seeing was the big teams weren't advancing to the next rounds. So that's essentially what's happening in this model, where you, you're, if you're a big team, you would like your chances of making it to the next round. That's a super high-level, super high-level summary. So it's like early, early, early rounds of the FA Cup, maybe? Or different? Yeah, yeah, so, sort of. We'll get into it in a future pod. Understood, understood. Mm-hmm. Well, in any mm-hmm. case, that's what I thought it was always about. Uh, but I... And I think that was... Yeah, that was my gut reaction to it. And I... <clears throat> I wonder if this was always going to be the plan, but that their their hand was forced to a degree that they never really thought it was going to be. That they thought it, were gonna, it was going to be like a longer, drawn-out saga yeah. that... You know, they would then back off it and then look like, yeah. you know, great people by getting what they wanted elsewhere. Um, so this is just you know, the what do you think the turning? That's what I was kind of getting at before, and what scared me the most was those reports that were coming out initially that were like, oh, oh, these owners are completely aware this is this was going to be the reaction, mm-hmm. and they're going to wait it out. What do you think was the turning point where they're like, oh, <laughs> these boys ain't kidding? <laughs> well, I think when. Um, are you, you you talking about when the um, Super League teams decided to double back? Yeah. Like, what was the turning point? Because I don't think it, it had was to fans be, protesting. No, it had to be... Well, the, the, the kickoff would be UEFA saying that the players would lose their ability to play for national teams, especially ahead of a Euro mm-hmm. and a World Cup. But I don't then, know how they didn't... I guess when you're so lost in your own sauce, you think your ideas are way better than they are. Yeah, and maybe, I mean, let's say this was always going to go through, right? Let's not take kind of my conservative view. Let's say that the Super League fully intended on actually launching and didn't really care about Champions League places, anything like that. They really yeah. wanted to do this. Like, how how did they think? Yeah, they, they couldn't have thought UEFA would do anything to kind of take away, like, rights from a player. Because then obviously, right. as, as soon as that happened, like, of course, the players are off. But right. like, they had to also know that the players were going to hate it and the coaches were going to hate it because every single one of them was left in the dark. They had to have known, right? If they thought it was an actual good <clears throat> idea, surely they would have told one of them and been like, mm-hmm. hey, we got this sick idea. And you would think, <laughs> you would think they would have done their legal research on the grounds UEFA and FIFA actually have to like pull their players out of international tournaments. Yeah, it's, and, and uh, I, I don't even know if UEFA has that power. I'm sure shit know that these 12 clubs don't know. I don't even know if UEFA knows, but it was a huge flex, and I think they got <laughs> they moved this thing forward. Because uh, it's, all, it's all made up, isn't it? You know, it's just uh, it's FIFA, UEFA. It was an idea. Club, there was, no, there was nothing signed. There was nothing yeah. signed. It was yeah. like you and your boys talking about starting a business on a drunk night out. Mm. That, that was the extent to which it went. I'd be a billionaire by now if in, in one of those took off. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I can relate to these Super League clubs in a sense, I guess. They're just like us. Mm-hmm. Patrick, I want to go team by team a little bit, because I think there are some fun anecdotes across the six teams from England who signed up for this doomed Super League. And I want to start with wait. Chelsea. Okay. I want to start with Chelsea, because Why? Patrick, Why? I, think Chelsea? They won the, I think they won the PR battle. 
I think they won the PR battle, and it's because they're the best at being the worst. They, they're like Bane. They, they, they were born in the dark. They didn't adopt it. They've been in this world of shifty deals the whole time. And it, as soon as Abramovich like, got even a sense, or his, his ownership group got a sense that this was going south, they were the first ones out. And yeah. jokes aside, jokes aside, you have to commend them for it. But I do think like the PR spin they got ahead of is hilarious. In their, uh, in their statement when they backed out, I think they were the first to say they were going to back out and then not the first to officially back out, but that's kind of semantics. In their statement they released, they did something along the lines of, having only just joined at the end of last week, we very quickly realized, like, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, <laughs> you're doing the thing of the guy who joins the project late and doesn't take accountability. Yeah. That's like, I, do that, I do that at work when someone was like, oh, did you work on that project? I was like, well, I kind of joined at the end and... <laughs> they didn't really have it together. <laughs> they didn't really have it together. Um, so that's my that's my Chelsea spin. And I'll also say I don't think you're going to see any serious Abramovich out appeals. I think Chelsea know who they are and what they're about. I don't think they're going to be getting their pitch pitchforks ready to change ownership. No, I think they I think they navigated it as expertly and tactfully as you would expect from Chelsea, which is both respect. And also disrespect at the same time. Yeah, they. <laughs> that's a that's a great a great perspective on it. Yeah, I don't think. Yeah, I don't think much less of Chelsea after this. You know, I just think it it, it no it just was it just I I, I believe them that they were like yeah we'll do it uh, and then they're like oh no bad idea we're out and mm-hmm. here's mm-hmm. all the other clubs to blame. They were able to spin zone. it. As it was like an idea that piqued their interest. Let's also and, n- and nothing more. They were never at the forefront out, of any of it. Yeah. Let's also point out they uh, they played today. They had their players, Peter Cech, likely Bramovich, all surrounded by this in person. It's tremendous pressure. I wonder if they would have been first had Liverpool played today, for instance. Well, they, Liverpool played yesterday and got skewered by the media. Well, yeah, but they also, it was like during the, um, the like, no, I guess things was, were still being found out. Yeah. Yeah. I guess they could have done it a little bit earlier, but there was no, no fans really protesting that game. Not to the degree. I remember, the so the news dropped Sunday morning. I remember waking up at 8 a.m. to watch Man United Burnley and they were talking about it. And I was like, oh, this is weird. Anyway, back to this really important game for second place (laughs) the gravity hadn't landed on me i was like just out here watching man you burnley business as usual i don't know what the super league is not really concerned about it yet and then as the as the day rolled on it just it just snowballed in momentum to uh the shit show that it then became yeah yeah i guess yeah I, i guess it's a weird time to drop news sunday morning they were trying to bury it Surely, but yeah, no fair play no, to Chelsea. No, no fans in the stadium amidst a pandemic. Drop news on a Sunday morning. Speaking of dropping news in the midst of a crazy story, we'll get to that later. A little little teaser for what's going on with Daniel Levy and our friends over at Spurs. But uh, yeah, strange time all around. Patrick. Yeah. Liverpool. Mm, I think uh, the ringleaders. Mm, some say, some say the ringleaders. And I think it's funny that while 
there was this sense of no tribalism. We have to come together as football fans and band together, which of course happened. There was also the sub battle of tribalism, which was who has the right to be the most ashamed. <laughs> and I like, oh, I think we should be the most ashamed, which in a way is like gassing your own team so in we a reverse. Yeah. Who it's like Liverpool's like, oh, no, like we should, you know, we're really the ones who are taking this the worst. Um most ashamed with uh, their history and then you'll never walk alone and all that. And I, I do think it was levels of real Housewives-esque the, the Klopp versus Neville feud that we got to enjoy in those precious few days. God, it's got to suck to be a coach in this situation. Coach I is felt, probably the hardest one to speak out on. I felt nothing but sympathy for Klopp this week. Yeah. Uh, like... You know, I think he had a little bit of a lash out during those interview. I mean, during that post-match interview. But like, how could you not? I don't know if you've seen Ocean's Twelve, but he's like the guy who does the parkour through the lasers in the museum. That was Klopp trying not to say a bad word about FSG while also trying to denounce it, while also protecting his players, while also talking about leads. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a brutal, brutal situation, and one that was thrust upon him in well in. Huge spotlight. It was the first game, like like as I think uh, it did drop Sunday morning. Both Arsenal and, and United played, and yeah, that, mm-hmm. those those respective press conferences were relatively dismissive. Arteta said he hadn't heard yeah. about it. Uh, yeah, it was which, muted. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 that's what I would say. But mm-hmm. tough one for a coach. Got a feel for Klopp, but yeah, I mean, I. I I don't. I don't hate Neville Stands. I'm love. I'm just loving the unity of all of this. I really am. It's so good. Everybody hates it. Everybody hates it because soccer. Mm-hmm. But, you know the 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 culture that surrounds a sport, especially online, is is so much fun um, when it's positive. It's just almost always toxic because there's so many differing opinions, perspectives, <laughs> things like this. To have it all going in one direction, it's just a story incredible. of Arsenal subreddit. It's just so, it's so good. It's so good. Oh yeah, when, when the ship is moving in one direction and you can like rally mob mentality for a purpose, it's chef's kiss. I totally mm-hmm. agree. Some of the best mm-hmm. stuff you'll ever see. Yeah. Uh, but Liverpool, yeah, Liverpool did the, as far as I know, they're the only team to do like a full, full meeting. Seemed like Jordan Henderson also called a, a captains across full Premier mm-hmm. League meeting. So, you think Aubameyang was able to able to make it? Oh, we're still we're still going on um, about about the malaria. Uh, maybe this no, is just, that was a that was a serious question. <laughs> maybe, I don't know if he was able to make it. Maybe they're. Um, I think they've learned from the Mesodozil situation, and they're not just going to have people uh, <laughs> be sick. They're going to make sure that they're reporting in from the hospital for a little bit. Uh, mm. Someone did I, a uh, someone did a like live look at the captains' meeting. Uh, when Obama Young shows up, and it's it's the Chris Hughes Love Island was like, do you think I should rap for everybody? And like, <laughs> they're like, no, no. <laughs> oh God, it's so just good. to lift the mood. Yeah, Ob- Obama Young in there. <laughs> He's oh just like <laughs> Seamus Coleman's just ready to kill everyone. Uh, <laughs> Wes oh. Morgan can barely walk. Oh, to be a fly on the wall in that 20-man captain's meeting. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, but, I mean, um, good, good, for, good for Henderson is what I want to say there. Mm-hmm. Good for Henderson. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, Commendable. Yeah, what does I LeBron that, have to say about all this? Sorry, what? 
Yeah, <laughs> not enough. I'll tell you that. Clearly, um, yeah. His silence was deafening. And yeah. that is me not knowing if he said anything about it. Yeah, but I'm, I, that's actually hilarious. That's hilarious. Like, LeBron is definitely pro Super League. I wasn't thinking about that. It's got to uh, be. Got to be yeah. pro Super League. That's insane. That's mm-hmm. insane. Uh, no, and then I guess Jordan would be anti Super League if uh, he's aligned with PSG. Is that true? Wow. Aren't they Jordan brand? I'm pretty sure they're. Oh, Jordan yeah, brand. they are. They're yeah. opening up. They're opening a PSG store at Century City. Did we talk about that? Yeah. I saw that yeah. with you. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Okay, cool. We're Enough said together. there. Yeah. Enough said there. Uh, Patrick, I think Man United are the biggest winners. Biggest, biggest winners, winners of the Super League. Yeah, yeah. Um, this pisses me off. Uh, but James, here's... So Manchester United was clearly one of the, of, of the English teams. Oh, yeah, we're the worst. The you were worst. you were you were most likely the captain <laughs> of this ship, and here's what here's how I know this. No, Perez, we were first mate. I we said of the English mate. teams. I said of the English teams. Okay, all right. Yeah, I love. First of all, I don't know. I forget the guy's name at uh, Juventus, but uh, they're literally like the president and the vice president of the Super League, and they're like, "No, we was all equal parties." <laughs> like, no, dudes, you can go down with this ship. You two oh, yeah. can take some more responsibility here. Perez, Perez at least had an agency do research on Gen Z, so he could point to data points. Uh, the Glazers were just like, "Oh, guaranteed money and no jeopardy. Sign us up." I'll yeah, stand so my name on that. Here's here's what happened, and here's why I know Manchester United were the ringleaders. Because this thing fucked up so bad, only Woodward could have been doing it. No one else could have done it this bad. No you one think else it was could through have... Woodward. He was the orifice. I, th- I, I can't imagine this being executed <laughs> poorer. And if there's somebody who's going to do that, something at this scale, that oh, poorly, yeah. it's oh, Ed yeah. Woodward. Yeah. So I have to give him credit here. Uh, but the thing that pisses me off, and two, the other reason I have to give him credit here is, is uh, why I think that theory holds weight. Is Let's be real. He didn't resign. He was fired. Uh, he was asked to leave, whatever. He was let go. He was, he was the fall guy? He's the fall guy. So he's either, <clears throat> he's either a puppet or he's the ringleader in an incompetent well, he's been one. A, he's been a puppet. Or oh, an incompetent been a ringleader. Let, let's be very clear. Or an incompetent ringleader. It could be both. <laughs> trying to trying to just rally a band of blind mice. Yeah. I'm just saying. Was, um, I think it's a little column all the reports, a, little column B. Of course it is, Patrick. <laughs> of course it is. Uh, yeah, all the reports, if you, if you don't choose to believe the fact that Barry Maguire showed up with a baseball bat to the CEO's office and, and had a quiet word. Um, yeah. The, the direct quote is, he's res- resigning because of the Super League. And I think that could be taken into interpretation. There's one obvious answer, but it could be taken into interpretation. Because he failed to launch the Super League, I think. is Because he was so sad about it. <laughs> like, I called in sick from work because of the Super League. But yeah. no, he is, uh, he is out, Patrick. And that is Good for you. one down, one down a few to go. Well, I mean, meet the new boss, same as the old boss. I can't wait for... Um, the second reincarnation of, um, I don't know where I'm going with this. Just anyone at Arsenal, really. Just waltz right through those doors. We got ourselves mm-hmm. a new problem. It's really the Glazers I'm looking at. And 
reports are now out. I think this is the obvious next story, so I'm not holding a lot of weight to this, but they're open to selling the club. They're open to selling the club, according to reputable sites other than the Sun. Who'd you want to buy them? A prince, a chic. You you want that chic life? Well, it's like, what are what are morals? What are morals? I'm not proud that it's an American-owned company. In fact, quite the opposite. So, like, who has the money? Russia, China, Saudi Arabia. That's, I mean, those those are our options. Mm. Just just make make Edwin Van Dessar chief exec, and I don't care who owns the club. You just want you just want a, a fat bank account. A fat bank account. Just make it. We'll be city with history. How cool would that be? I, Modern I, I, day city, but with history. Yeah, I mean, I could, I could understand why some people might like that. Why would people not like that? They're, they're too proud. They're enjoying the way the Glazers are running it. Well, no, I'm talking about. I, I, I don't think I would like that. Oh, right. Okay, fair. Yeah. Yeah. Understood. Understood. Well, I yeah. mean, right now, dude, we're stuck with uh, NFL team owners. You and me both. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Hmm. Yeah, Patrick, when Prem de la Prem's mission statement said we are out to expand American influence over the British game, we didn't, we didn't think it would ever come to this. Uh, no, but I think that just goes, you know, speaks to our reach and, you know, what it's we've true. been doing here at um, Soup to the Soup. Headquarters over here. Uh, folks at home, Patrick and I were seriously considering a strong heel bit if we were going to record last night. Where we mm-hmm. just come on being like, so. Pretty great. <laughs> yeah, I've got, this- I've, got, I've got some opinions on that once we get done with our teams. Okay. Um, yeah. Okay. Okay. All right, well, let's, let's wrap up with our teams then. Arsenal. What, from what I read, the only club to apologize to their fans. So, big win. <laughs> yeah. Arsenal, I mean, <laughs> is pathetic. They're cowards. Uh, and they're, you know, they're cowardly with how they even left it. But yeah, they, they apologized. Great. Um, but like it was, it was so clear in their apology. They were, they basically saw this as an opportunity to just like leapfrog revenue wise, and oh, okay. just took it. It's very clear what they how were, how so. Well, they're just like basically, this opportunity came to us to secure like the future, uh, you know, future whatever of Arsenal, uh, okay. whether it's like growth, financials, whatever. Uh, I mean, knowing what the Super League is, it was it was clear to me that they were like, they opted into something. With they knew they weren't you know, making clear, the Champions clear, League like, lack of uh, a merit for that level of competition, even if the Super League was to exist. You know, put, uh, you should put some like, respect on Arsenal's name because they weren't making Champions League, they weren't finishing in Europa League spot. Innovate, you know. It's fair. We all we always quote Nicolas Cage from National Treasure. Like I'm I'm taking door number three. Yeah, the status quo has changed. Dives the off the side qu- of the building. Yeah, when you get the um the draw to Fulham, the status quo has changed. Yeah. And we have yeah. to go all in on the Super League. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, I mean I just think it's <laughs> pathetic, but Arsenal have been pathetic for uh, you know, most of the year. So it's not it doesn't surprise me. Just like the draw at Fulham didn't surprise me. It's just or home to Fulham, I should say. Sure. Uh, it's just yeah. It's just it's a it's a it's a culture of losers, and it starts at the top. Mm-hmm. And if you don't get the losers out, 
it's going to infect the the winners you do have. So right, right. I would like uh, exactly big ups Ian Wright. Just oh yeah, crunky out. Um, I watched his club whole, ambassador. Uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, good on I him. Like how we, he posted every, up, he did it. He did his his like testimonial or confessional video from the car. Like it was uh, too emotional to do inside. He had to go out to the car. I like that touch. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's not just Ian Wright. It's just the one I'm connecting to. There, there've been. Oh, every, he's every, the everyone who's been he's asked. The golden well, boy. I mean, yeah, but Neville Neville's had some good words on it. Carragher as well. Um, I've loved what Brandon Rogers said. Uh, Dean Smith, uh, mm-hmm. even Adam Lalana. I mean, everyone that's speaking up is saying great Bamford. things on it. Yeah, I, I didn't oh yeah, Bamford. Oh, Bamford is basically like, first, a quick aside on this, because I think it's important. Like, imagine if this was how we mobilized when faced with racism. Oh, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Like, I did see that. The, the, right. UA, the UEFA and the, the way they were, like, protecting their asset versus, like, very clear allegation of racism. And they're like, well, let's wait for all the facts to come out. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. And, and you know. It, it, it was it, it needed to be said, and I think he was a pretty well spoken lad at the time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I guess just to wrap up the uh, the teams, city, not much history or supporters to speak of, so not a whole lot of uproar over on that side of Manchester. Just a, a KDB notes form IG post about still being a little Belgian boy. Mm-hmm. He said he said that about two or three times. I do view him as a little Belgian boy. He really is. The fact that he's, he's still just a his rosy ginger cheeks, little Belgian boy. His little rosy cheeks, just prancing about the field, not seeming mm-hmm. to enjoy himself. Just frustrated that no one's as good as him. Frustrated the sweets shop is closed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But if he gets an assist, they they'll 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 leave something out for him. Mm-hmm. Under the mat. Mm-hmm. And then lastly, Spurs. Who I think were in it for the long haul. They they like they were all in. And they were like, lads, if we hang on long enough, we'll win the Super League by default. <laughs> just be, just be the last one standing. <laughs> we'll get the trophy. Bring it back to North London. Yeah, Spurs are a confusing one for me, because I obviously got to lump them in with uh you know, they're 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 in got out to the the Champions League or no they're probably well, at this point probably not but right right yeah so they're I can lump them in with Arsenal for teams that don't yeah belong, you got to put them with in. Arsenal you got to yeah. put them with Arsenal you've got so, like Ajax five-time European Cup winners not even getting contacted and then Spurs are like oh this party open <laughs> <laughs> room for mean. one more shooing <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah and that's that's the best part about it you know uh you, you see what yeah, you see what Brandon Rogers said? No, you mentioned him. I, I didn't know. Let me see if I got it here. I didn't want to fully um, out myself, but I, yeah. I had not heard his I no, not he said, heard his um, He said, my job when I came here was just to disrupt the market. I wanted to know what defined the top six. Clearly, it's money. Oh, that's good. It's great. That's good. Well, it's they great. also would have won the Premier League if this went through. So I also have to he make played an himself. amendment. I have to remove Lester from the Big Seven. Uh, I got to go back to the big six on this one. I think they'll understand. But right. Given everything that's happened. Yeah. I got to take Lester out of the big six. Uh-huh. uh-huh. I think they'd like yeah. that. They don't want to be associated with the big six. You're doing them a favor. Yeah. 
Yeah. And then, therefore, we have to take away their European place. What do you think? I mean, do you think there was ever a chance that they were going to, like, kick all these clubs out of the Premier League? No, I think they po- they outpostured the posturers. Like we were saying at the beginning of the cast, no one really knew who had what power. Right. I just don't think they were expecting UEFA, FIFA to come down that hard. No, no chance. No chance. I can't envision a world where not only do they kick them out of, I think most likely would have been kicked out of European um, this year's Champions League European. I could have seen that happening. Mm-hmm. Kick them out of the Premier League, very hard to imagine. Not let them represent their countries, impossible to imagine. And all of that was on the table. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, cl- yeah, they're, they're, like, you kidding me? Yeah, like, n- no player would ever play again for that club if it took away their national team. I mean, no. maybe not no player, but, you know, anyone that has a national team career. People who care. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, or- Patrick, yeah. Enlighten, enlighten me on some of your other points here before we move on to a very special See You Again segment. Uh, well, just wanted to highlight Zidane straight up called out Perez, which was great. Uh, mm-hmm. Said his, there's only one person involved in this, and this is the president. And he said, I won't give my opinion. So it's pretty and with nice. The, like Zidane with like the, the suit and that shiny bald head is just like he, he's going to be pretty intimidating saying that. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, he stands atop. And he's like, he's got enough clout at Real Madrid being a club legend to say those things. You know? It's not he's, like uh, it's not like Rafa Benitez is going to go toe-to-toe with, uh, with Perez when he's Real no. Madrid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. There's a short list of people who can do this. Exactly. And he's one of them. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I just, I'm... I'm glad it's not happening. Um, I do got to say, though, I think some of those games would have been sick. Um, maybe that's just me missing the Champions League, but I think it would have been sick a little uh, bit. A little geez. bit. You, okay, so the first inaugural season would have been kind of cool. And then I, I feel like when you're an Arsenal fan and you're like, oh, we got Real Madrid again this week. All right, let's do it. It, it loses its veneer very quickly, would be my guess. Yeah, probably. But I think long form, they were planning on instituting a salary cap and making kind of a levelized comp- competition in that way. Okay, so just forced parity. Mm-hmm. 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 Okay, understood. Patrick, you want to hear my hot take? Sure. Who do you think has the most to gain from the Super League? Of the what Super has, League teams or just in general? What has previously been deemed the biggest travesty of the Premier League this season? Mm, I see where you're going uh, with this. Yeah. Who would love to just be forgotten about, swept under the rug, let other things take shape that are bigger than them? Mm-hmm. Who's mm-hmm. this most benefiting? Yeah. Patrick, I think... The PLGMO or whatever, those bastards over at Stockley Park, VAR and the cronies, I think they're behind this one. I think this is Stuart Atwell and Stuart Atwell alone. <laughs> this is a referee's plot, Patrick. It absolutely they had, they is, had to go. Is. They had to go check the monitor, then they overturned it today. Brr, 
coming back the other way. Yellow card. And they were like, bad idea. We're out. How quickly they flip-flop on decisions. It, it, just, it just reeks of a Mike Dean-led conspiracy, this whole it, Super League. It's got Anthony Taylor's bald head all over it. <laughs> Are those cosigners at the bottom? Anyway, I'm just saying it, it would be mighty convenient if this went through for the rest. I just just picture that, like all 12 of those, you know, presidents of all those clubs signing, and then Mike Dean writing a big old John Hancock on the piece of paper, just taking up about <laughs> half the space. Yeah, I, I, I need to actually go scrub all the refs' Twitter accounts. Or do refs have social media? Uh, that's actually probably my first question. But Why would uh, if you? they. If they did, I would not be surprised if Mike Dean found a way to make it about himself. It's like it's been my life's greatest honor, refereeing in the Premier League, and to not be able to do it <laughs> in front of fans. It's just like, what are you on about? This hypothetical no, no, situation I made up in my head. It's already got me yeah. upset. Yeah, I've, I've just got to see if he's got a Twitter. <laughs> looks like uh, he does. Oh, man. I mean, that's an immediate follow right after this. Patrick. On a somber note, for what's been a very uplifting podcast, it's time to say goodbye. It's time to say see you again. Three. Three. Three times fired from Premier League clubs, Mourinho is gone. A a whisper in the night let go by Spurs while the Super League debate was raging. Plucked from our very eyes. Patrick, I think you have a few things you'd like to say. was Jose Football Mourinho, born in Portugal, along the ocean. He served as one of the greatest football coaches to ever live, and also one of the most ridiculous. We called him a special one. But James, he is not so special anymore. He sits alone as the only Super League manager to have ever been sacked. Mm. Mm-hmm. The one and only. Frozen in time. As only he would want it. As yeah. only he would Cryogenically want Cryogenically stamped on history. We say goodbye to Mourinho. We didn't think it was going to last forever, but we didn't think he would be gone this soon. Will we see him again? It's hard to say. It's hard to say. Mm-hmm. Patrick, my one question... We're often left searching for answers in a time of only questions. But how has he outlasted Steve Bruce? How (laughs) has he outlasted a man who I'm pretty sure accidentally negotiated a sacking clause in his contract where he would owe Newcastle money if he got his contract terminated early? I I don't know. I really don't know. The timing of it is actually quite surprising to me. Um, You got the... Carabao Cup final at the weekend. You oh, got- yeah, that's this weekend. That that was a mad move. That was a mad move. If Mourinho's obviously a disaster at Spurs, like unmitigated at this point. But I kind of backed him. Actually, that's not true. I think I'm on, I think I'm on record saying they would get smacked by City. But there, I guess what I'm trying to say is there was like if you were gonna back Mourinho, it wouldn't be on a random Premier League weekend fixture. It would be in the Carabao Cup. I feel like he's been preparing for that since they knew they were in the final. Against Pep, no doubt. No yeah. doubt. So, like, let him have one last ride. You're going to let Ryan Mason just come in and coach this final? 
Is that who it is? Yeah. I mean, I don't know if they're going to get in anyone serious between now and then. It's just going to be the caretaker. What is it like? Yeah, it's a, it's a final and then seven games to the end of the season. Hope you deal with a little bit of a, get a, bounce. a bounce and then mm-hmm. get a new manager in the summer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let me ask you this, Patrick. Master or disaster stroke from Daniel Levy, the way he did it and the timing of it? I think it's. I think you got to say masterstroke, and maybe not for the reason you think. I think that this is one last middle finger to Mourinho, doing it at a time where he couldn't be a headline. Mm-hmm. Yeah, unlike most managers, I think this would have killed him the most that he wasn't on the front page. Right. Right. They had him on the back That's page I mean. of, the, of, of the sports section, just like packing up a box with a smile on his face. You know, mm-hmm. it's just very low key. Um. Yeah, it's kind of the opposite of what you would think. But in Levy's case, this was this was not front page news. A Mourinho sacking, even though it does seem to happen more often these days. It's crazy. No, yeah, and we're year, we're year two Mourinho. It was so. a year two Mourinho. Is he? Well, let me ask you this first. Do you not think it was a disaster class in that Levy was expecting the Super League money to come in to pay out the remainder of his contract, um, and, now, and now, they're, now they're out there cash? I mean, that's a good... Who's, who's picking up the tab? Yeah, that's great. Yeah, that, in that case, that's, we, we don't know the final figures and what kind of clauses they did and didn't have, but mm-hmm. yeah, if it's, if it's the purported figures they're talking about, you know, close to $30 million, yeah, I know that, that might really like if if that's spread out over the next couple of years, that might not really kill that contract or kill the Spurs' ability. But it's probably like a. I mean, what do they get like Hoiberg for? It was like eight million plus uh, Kyle Walker Peters. So it's probably like sure. a. You know, a, I don't know if Hoiberg, Hoiberg's more than a rotation player. Uh, he's like oh yeah, starter, he's a solid yeah, one. He starts so. Yeah. So yeah, I mean that's like a solid player for Spurs that they're not going to get this time around because they had to sack him. But honestly, I think at this stage it's probably worth it. I mean, I don't, From, I don't, I, yeah. I don't know about the timing. That's you know that that's going to sort itself out over over the next seven weeks. I would have mm-hmm. let Mourinho coach the final. Final, yeah, yeah. And if he loses the final, I would sack him. If you wanted to sack him, or just let him ride out the end of the season, wouldn't that be the natural time yeah. to sack him? You know, Either after the final, yeah. You, he loses the final. There's nothing left to play for. Out. You almost have to think it was like it's been something that's building internally that they've kept under wraps a decent amount, and it was almost like somebody like Kane being telling Levy or something like we're not we're not winning this if you keep him around. Like we just can't yeah. play for this guy it, it, unless it was something like that. I just it doesn't make a ton of sense to me. I wouldn't put that out of the picture if you believe what you read. Like apparently Harry Kane was the only one who had a relationship by the end. Really, and that was yeah. just out of him being captain, probably or not. Captain. Out of captain, Marisa's and the, I mean, I mean, Mourinho worshipped Mourinho worshipped him. You know, he has his players he likes, and obviously Harry Kane like kept them a competitive team. So Kane's been obviously. fantastic under him as well. Let's yeah, not, exactly. Let's not forget so it's that. Just one of those things. But uh, it, it was very Mourinho esque for him to have the last word today, Patrick, where he posted his uh, ten years to the day condemning the Super League, but also a subtle I won La Liga 10 years ago Instagram post. He had his last word. (laughs) 
There's only the, yeah. He he is the special one. He is the special one. Mm-hmm. Uh, to believe people wanted him to coach Arsenal, but I'm just uh, you know could happen. Yeah. I don't think that's happening. <laughs> Where's he gonna? I mean, what's next? What's next for Mourinho? I want him taking Southgate's job. I that really is do. So upsetting. That's that's Wenger's job. That's Wenger's job, baby. I want Wenger to take the French job. Or Mourinho can go to Portugal. Mourinho can go to Portugal. Wenger can take England. I Wenger just has a position at FIFA. I don't think he's taking an international job. Yeah, yeah. Um, he does seem like he's done coaching. He's not just yeah. gonna come back yeah. for one last ride. He was, he was chirping this week though. He was chirping mm-hmm. this week. Oh yeah, he was in he it. He had some good ones. He was in it. Wenger and Ferguson woke up from their slumber. Spoke yeah. out. Not that Just there's like been old a, times. a reason to, but I don't think he's been back to the Emirates since uh, since his last game. So that's still going to be a no sad ending. A fun, a fun one. Whenever he does make it back, Papa Wangs. <laughs> Papa Wangs. <laughs> uh, well, that was a good vent. I'm just Who glad knows it's where... not happening. Yeah. Now we can finish the Premier League. United, you know, going for the title. Let's, let's not forget that. Are you back on believing that's in play? Ask me after the game tomorrow. Right now, my answer is an unmitigated no. What, and, and what's the game? For the, what's... for the sake of my heart, I need City to just wipe the floor with Villa tomorrow, and let's be done with this. Let's be done with this. this oh, charade. I see. I see. Yeah. I see. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Let us move on from this charade. But ask me again tomorrow. Doors open. And or might be. Doors open. We know it wasn't a traditional episode, but we had a lot on our chest to get out. We know you guys hang by every word, so we had to get back on the airwaves and give it to you as such. Next week. That's right, folks. Next week. We're back out of our hibernation. We will be here to bring the season home in full strength. We'll get you our regular segments because the Premier League is back and is not going away. Patrick. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well said. I thought, I thought you were going to follow up with a question. No, that was just like a take the mic. Oh, I was, I was, waiting, on your, I was waiting on your next word. Um, okay. Well, I suppose I'll just have to say salutations and catch you later. Celebrate it.
It's alright. 